We are delighted to welcome to the SCORE hotline Brad Underwood. He uh, is presented by Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. A remarkable job he's done with a great team here at Illinois. Brad, good morning. How are you, Coach? Good morning, Coach. I'm doing doing terrific. Good morning, guys. You know, uh, really enjoyed watching your performance in the the entire tournament and um, really enjoy watching the way you guys play. Um, Did did you feel, you know, we know that Josh Witten wrote the letter and and supports you. Um, Did that help? Did you feel that the guys responded to that? Was that in any way an aid or – you know, given the way you've been playing, it kind of wasn't a surprise to see you win the tournament. Well, I think it always feels good when you get your your, your boss's support, and you know that he's he's backing you, and and you know that, that the fact that we won sixteen conference games and we played them all, uh, you know, it, it stands for itself. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's I I don't know if it it, it inspired us anymore. Uh, we were already felt like we were confident and playing well, but it just means so much. It meant, it meant a ton to our players to know that, you know, Josh just isn't the guy at the end of the tunnel hugging us after a win or patting us on the back after a loss. And, and you know, he's a guy that's actually, you know, fighting for you. And I think every coach and every student athlete relishes to have, have an athletic director that does that for you. Coach, from the outside looking in, Illinois looks like a championship-caliber team based on what we have seen this season, but especially in the Big Ten tournament. Internally, what's the message? What kind of tone do you set now that you hit reset? You're starting. It's a different scenario. It's a different tournament. It's a different mindset. What is the mentality that your team will take into their first-round game against Drexel? You know, one of the things that we've done is, is we had a we had a sequence in the year where where we were just kind of you know midway through the year we were just kind of existing we weren't we would win a couple we'd lose one or whatever and so we actually challenged our guys we said it takes six games to win a national championship let's see if we can focus mentally and be good enough to win six games in a row and uh, we actually did that and and we, we kind of prepared that way for it. A little bit during the season, uh, our, our challenge in the in the Big Ten tournament uh, was every game is going to be an NCAA tournament game. It's going to be against the top ten team. It's it's going to be against somebody who can win a national championship. And my challenge to our team was more mental than physical. I knew physically, you know, we would get up and we'd be ready to play. It's just the mental turnover from day to day to day uh, of of the scouting report of the mental approach of taking care of your bodies, getting sleep. And, and so we challenged our guys with that. It's no different now. And, and except now you fold the uniforms up and you put them in the closet until next year, if you lose. So uh, I, I hope we're prepared for that. And, and we're, you know, we're, you know, we're not done. That's all we've, we've talked about. I would assume who leads that charge. He came back to play in this tournament and, and uh, you know, we'll write his, uh, we'll write his coattails. Did uh, did Io missing some time and the way that you guys won despite it? That that did that help this team in a weird way? I mean, you know, Curbelo obviously stood up and played great. You know, without him, we we know that Trent Frazier has been a, a good player, got more attention without him. Um, you know, your depth is so impressive because of what. 
And then, you know, we talked again yesterday with uh, with Georgie uh, Bajan and Shavili uh, getting the job done, Shivli, I guess. Um, he came in, and it, it, it's extraordinary the options you have. Well, it, it, in, in, a, in a roundabout way, it galvanized us. And, and, and I think it gave guys confidence. You know, to see Curbelo, to see Adam Miller, uh, you know, they stepped into a lot of the same assignments that we give Io on the offensive end. We, we've known what Trent Frazier is capable of. Trent, Trent can be an elite scorer. And, and he stepped up and did that through that stretch. And, and uh, you know, then to see, you know, Georgie yesterday, people forget that, uh, you know, Georgie set our freshman scoring record, broke Deion Thomas's record, you know, with 36 in a game as a freshman. And, and he's a guy that's very, very capable. And then, you know, really all month, uh, in the last month to six weeks, DeMonte Williams has hit big shot after big shot after big shot. And, again, he's a guy that stepped into that role uh, and, and had to be a big-time playmaker and a big-time shot maker. So uh, we, we've got some alphas on our team. Uh, we've got guys that aren't afraid of the moment, and, and uh, you know, it gave those guys confidence. And now you, you, you put Io back in the picture, and, uh, you know, it, it, it makes for a, for, a, for a very confident team. Talking with Illinois coach Brad Underwood here on the score. And, and coach, when you look at your own history, at Stephen F. Austin, you were able to pull off some pretty big upsets in the NCAA tournament over VCU one year, West Virginia another. And it was kind of a reminder that we see every March. You can't take anybody lightly. How will those experiences inform your preparation now? And how much will that serve as a reference point to a team that goes in, as we've been talking about, looks like a championship-ready team, but you can't have any lapses? And you know that because you've lived that. Oh, there's no doubt. I'll talk about those experiences um, all the time and with, with our guys. And, you know, when you get to this point and it's one game and, and go home, if you lose, uh, you know, for, for 68 teams, they're all good. They're all here for a reason. And, uh, you know, you, can, uh, you, can, you can't have an off night. And you've got to be at your best and you've got to be at your best mentally. And, and, and so we'll talk about all those moments and, you know, beating a 15 seed, beating a 14 seed. Uh, you know that stuff happens, and, and uh, you know we're not going to take anybody for granted. We we we, we go by the the, the the moniker everyday guys, and we got to show up and play every single day, and and that's our challenge with the with this uh, this week is to get our guys refocused and and uh, enjoy the moment. We enjoyed last night. We enjoyed the opportunity to win a Big Ten championship, and and yet um, you know we're playing for bigger things and and, and a bigger ring. And, it, it, you know, the Big Ten seems to have put you in a great position to be prepared. I, I think we've seen it as the dominant conference in college basketball this year. And as we look at the nine teams that have made it into the field, it's a feeling that, that many of them have a, have a nice run in them, right? I mean, you, you wouldn't be stunned if you, uh, if you ended up uh, seeing some of your uh, uh, conference compatriots in the Final Four if you get there. There's, I would love to see him in the Final Four. I, I just, I am so sick and tired of playing other Big Ten teams. I'm, I'm excited as heck <laughs> to be able to, to root for him. Um, I told, I, you know, when you play two elite, elite offensive teams like we did in Iowa and, and Ohio State, uh, it's just an uneasy feeling. You just feel like that you're, you're guarding your tail off, and they still make shots. And 
and I'm so excited. I can I can root for those guys and and cheer for them and and not have to play them. But uh, uh, if we do, um, you know the the I hope I hope it's in the Final Four. I hope it's back in Lucas Oil. And the one thing I do know is is you know we had 13 quad one wins. We played uh, 18 quad one games, and that speaks volumes to how good the Big Ten is. And uh, uh, most teams in the country we had more wins than, than they even played quad one games. So uh, our league has prepared us. It's, it's great coaches, great players. And, um, uh, you know, now we've got to go out and prove it uh, on Friday afternoon. Got to ask you this. So you've got the best closer in college basketball in Iowa, and you have a final possession, and you need him to hit a big shot. You want him to hit a big shot. Where's the balance that you have to strike between drawing something up as the coach that you are and the experience that you have, drawing something up and trusting him to his own, you know, his own judgment and take a shot that uh, you know may not be the one you would maybe recommend, like maybe yesterday the final possession taking one that that in the Steph Curry sort of range. Um, but where is that balance that you have to strike between those two things, Coach? Well, I trust him. To make to make the shot to make the decision and and that's that's that he's earned that right and again I think the one thing that uh, that I have figured out over the years with IO is is 99.9 percent of the time he's going to make the winning play and uh, you know like yesterday the shot didn't go in uh, but I had no problem I have no problem with the shot I I mean we we work on those situations every day in practice and I mean I've seen him make that shot and so uh, my trust is in him, and uh, you know it's our job sometimes to try to create a switch or a matchup. But uh, you know the shot or the play—that's totally on him, and I, I trust him one hundred percent to make that play. You, you obviously start with Drexel, and uh, this is a team that uh, ended up winning its conference tournament and getting into the NCAA's. They got three guys that can shoot the three. Um, you know, if you get past them and, you know, we we're very, we have a lot of faith, uh, there, you're a number one seed against the 16, unusual that anything would go wrong. Then you face the winner of, uh, of Loyola here in Chicago, uh, you know, the MVC tournament champion or the ACC tournament champion in, in Georgia tech. It just seems like given the fact that you're a number one seed, you're you're catching some hot teams for some reason, and and I know you're hotter. But have you looked at that? And Oklahoma State's out there too, with a presumptive, uh, you know, first player taken in the draft in the NBA. What uh, what are your thoughts about the path when you looked at uh, at kind of how it uh, unfolds before you? Yeah, I don't think there's an easy path. I, I think that gets talked about. Well, this bracket's really hard, or this this is an easier path. They're all hard. And and you know I, I I remember the year we beat West Virginia they they had everybody had them as a as a Final Four team uh, there is nothing easy and and uh, like you said if you've earned the right to get in the NCAA tournament you've got a really good basketball team and and the job Porter's done done there is is remarkable he's a terrific coach uh, I think they're the best defensive efficiency team in the country uh, Georgia Tech I've, I've known Josh for a long time and. Uh, you know they've got the ACC Player of the Year, and you can go right on down the list. And and, and everybody's got a story, and everybody's got, uh, and everybody's playing good, or they wouldn't be in it. Uh, so you know, I, I just it's one game at a time. We'll we'll approach it, and we'll we'll prepare, and 
and, and try not to get too far ahead and, and think too far ahead. Uh, you know, we've got a Drexel team that is, uh, is hot. They, you know, they finished fifth or sixth in their conference, got hot, won the tournament and, and in a very, very good league. So we're going to have to play well and, 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 uh, uh, be at our best, and, and if, if we're not one of those nights, no matter when it is, you go home. The the, the crowd impact is interesting, Coach, and I, I, the, the irony is it seems like obviously it's smaller, and you can see, but it almost seems like it has just as big of an impact because of how intimate the setting is. How would you describe the crowd's impact on your team throughout the tournament uh, in, in Indianapolis and how this may continue in the NCAA? Well, it was awesome. It, it was incredible to see, and people, you know, people forget we we went the, the entire season with no fans, and and I think it's a tribute to all the Big Ten coaches that everybody played so hard, and and uh, I was really curious to see if how that would play out uh, with with no fans, and yet we walk in that building in, in Lucas Oil, and there's orange everywhere, and you know, looking on the on standing on the stage, and they let everybody down last night from the, from the rafters, and. I, it was unbelievable how many fans were there. And, and uh, you know, I've said it many times, Illinois has got the best fan base in the country. Uh, they turned out. It was it was awesome to see everybody walking around Indy. Uh, our guys played that. Our guys loved that. And, and it was fun to watch that grow as, as the tournament went on. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of charisma on our team and a lot of personality. And, and, and that just, you know, that helps fuel our guys. So, uh, I hope it's a factor, and and uh, you know, being close to to Champagne, our fans can get here, and and uh, hopefully we see a lot of orange in the stands um, on Friday. Coach, thanks a ton. Really appreciate your time. Congratulations, fantastic season, number one seed. We're really looking forward to the tournament. Best of luck, thanks, guys. I, yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take that care. is Brad Underwood. He is, of course, the uh, the head coach at Illinois. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. Mullion on the score.